And then I would feel that thought again, think the thought, feel the fear again. And it would either have moved somewhere slightly different or it would have diminished slightly. But I would do the same thing. I would hold myself like a statue, feel this fear sitting inside of me, allow it to be, not trying to change it in any way. I'm just trying to fully accept it and feel it. And once it's fully accepted, it actually lets go. So I would do it again and again with the same thought until there was no more emotion or energy underneath that thought. And at that point, the thought was free. Yeah. And it wasn't trapped in your body anymore. Right. Yeah. The energy had gone. Hi, and welcome to the Endo Babe podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endobabe podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endobabes. And I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Endo Babe podcast. Today, I chatted with Anne Hintz, who it was just a fucking fantastic conversation. She is a testament to what working on yourself for 18 years can look like. She is such a light in this world and she's just on a journey to find inner peace. And along the way, she learned how to like release traumas and tension and emotions from the body. We really chatted about EFT tapping and her journey from all of the traumas in her childhood to where she is now and finding awareness in her body and being able to release emotions and just thriving in her life really is amazing. And I cannot wait for you to listen. So let's get into the episode. So welcome, Anne. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm excited too. (laughs) Of course. I usually like to start out by giving the listeners a little brief overview of who you are and how you got into doing what you're doing now. Okay. Um, I'm a mom of two boys. Um, I live in Northern California. I was born in England, so I have a mid-Atlantic accent. And I have done a lot of inner work over the last 18 to 20 years that have given me some abilities and changed some things physically that I didn't know was possible before. So I'm sharing my story so that others know it's possible too. For sure. And that's beautiful. And I know I love that you say that you've been doing the inner work for that long because it just goes to show that it never, the work that you do on yourself never really stops. You keep growing, you keep changing. Yeah. It's absolutely a layer by layer by layer process. Yeah, sure. So tell me a little bit more about like what got you started in your, your inner work journey. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I had a lot of trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of trauma in childhood. You know, a lot of people do, it wasn't necessarily worse than anyone else. It was just multiple different things from being born with my foot up against my shin and having physical therapy to being adopted to having a house fire, to going to a boys' boarding school and being the only girl there for two years and being teased mercilessly, 
And then my dad had anger issues. Both parents became alcoholics. And then when I was 19, I woke up one morning and found my mother dead in the bathroom. So just a bunch of things that, you know, that I just suppressed because we didn't talk about them. We didn't talk about emotions. We didn't talk about anything that happened. We just carried on with life and suppressed it all. Yes. So I kept going through life. I did have digestive issues um, throughout my 20s and 30s and, and kind of I did outside things. You know, I tried changing my diet. I did all sorts of dietary things and fasts and cleanses and, and everything helped a little bit, but things always seem to revert back to the way they used to be. So it wasn't until I was in my late 30s and I had a business altercation with a couple of other mothers who were self-confident, self-assured, authority figure women. And I was not. I was living in fear all the time. And they had told me I'd done something wrong. So my mind just went out of control. It was going over and over what they'd said and what I'd said and what happened and what had been done. And it went on for days. And that's when I realized I don't think this is normal. I don't think other people would react so intensely to what had happened. And that's when I realized, oh, maybe there's something from childhood that I need to look at because it reminded me of how I would react when my dad told me I'd done something wrong, who was an authority figure. Yeah. So I, I kind of made that connection there. And that was like the first inkling that, okay, maybe I need to do something. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Because I had, well, it wasn't with people like that. It was with relationships, but when we suppress things for so long, it's just like the little tipping point. And you have this huge reaction to something like that really isn't that big of a deal, but it's because you're reacting to everything else that you've been just like shoving down for years and years and years. And that was just like what blew the top off. Yeah. Yeah. And I think most of us have to go through one of those experiences to realize that that we have to do something about it. That's why I say um, that I think the more trauma we actually experience in childhood or maybe just our life, the more capacity we have for spiritual growth doesn't mean we're going to do it, but it means (laughs) that if we start the process, we can go a long way, I think. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's beautiful. And it really like helps shine a light on even if you had a lot of traumatic experiences, it doesn't, I mean, it means that you could have that deeper capacity to grow into this like beautiful human being. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all are beautiful regardless, but yeah, a, but a lot of capacity. us, right. A lot of us have got a lot of baggage that we're carrying around us do, with yeah. us. <laughs> you can't see that light underneath the baggage. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't do anything right then and there because I didn't know what to do, but it was kind of in that time frame. I actually went to a doctor's appointment and I don't remember why I went at this point, but he was a holistic physician and he recognized that I was more stressed than I should be. And he asked me what my stress level was on a 0310. And I said it was an eight. And he asked me why. And it was that question that made me realize, oh, it was finding my mother dead on the bathroom floor, which was now 20 years in the past, because the tears were still just under the surface. I just had to think about it. And there the tears were. So they were stuck inside of me. And so he used this technique with me. It's called EFT, which is short for emotional freedom technique. It's also called tapping because we're tapping on our body as we're talking through something. And he used the technique. We talked about um, my mother's death, finding her for about 15 minutes. And I walked away from that appointment, being able to tell the story in my mind without the tears there anymore. 
And that was the first time I realized that we store those memories and those emotions physically in our body and that we can let them go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was eye-opening. And that's powerful. Like EFT is such a powerful tool to use to like let those emotions go. Yeah. And I, I decided, I decided that it's actually deceptively powerful. I mean, it don't, doesn't look like it's doing much, mm-hmm. but it really is. So I went home after that appointment and I went online because the person who developed it, Gary Craig, gave it away for free. So I went online, learned how to use it. You can learn it in five to 10 minutes. It's really simple to use. And I wanted to check it out. I'd had that experience with a doctor, but I wasn't fully convinced. So at the time, I had a 17-year-old cat at home who needed, we'd just been told that he needed to have a daily saline shot, like an injection. And I hated needles of all sorts. And I was so scared of giving him this shot. The first time I gave it to him, my hand was just shaking so much. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it every day. It was just too stressful for me. So I tapped. I tapped about all the different aspects of it. I tapped about my hand shaking, tapped about my fear of hurting my cat, my fear of giving him the injection, and all the memories I had from injections because I'd had many over the years. And the next day when I gave him the shot, the needle just slid right in. All that fear that had been living inside of me had just disappeared And that's when I realized that the freedom is on the other side of the fear. And that's where I want to be. I want to be on the other side of all these emotions that are stuck inside of me. So that's when I started using it daily. It is one of those things that you kind of like, if you spent years just like shoving things deep down inside, just the even like thought about thinking about them again or bringing them to the surface or whatever kind of causes more anxiety but when you actually do it, it feels like a weight is lifted off your shoulders. Like you can finally breathe again. Like you've been underwater and you're finally at the surface. It just lets it all go. And I love that what you just said that like freedom is on the other side of fear because that is so true and just a beautiful statement. Yeah. So that's where I wanted to be. So I started using it every day. I started noticing when I was emotional during the day, which in itself is quite a step, right? Because we tend to get caught up in the emotions and to be able to stand back and say, oh yeah, look at me, I'm getting frustrated or I'm getting angry. That's a step in itself. And I would find myself doing that. And to begin with, maybe it'd only be once a day, but as I did it more and more, became more and more aware of my emotions and I would tap about them. And I noticed I was coming a little a little bit more peaceful inside and I wanted more. So I wrote down every emotional memory I could think of from my childhood and my years up until that point. And I tapped through one each night for about an hour to an hour and a half each night until I'd gone through my whole childhood. And I found my mind becoming peaceful. I was becoming less reactionary. You know, this was all my goal was inner peace. That's what I was after. And I remember opening the kitchen door one day and actually saying to myself, it feels like I'm living in a different reality because my mind, which used to be so busy and judgmental and critical, it was quiet and I had never experienced it. It felt totally different to me. And do you think that that search for inner peace and then the actions of like doing something physical and actually like addressing your emotions and letting them go after all of these years helped you like almost shift into like a different timeline? Uh, yeah, I believe it was a different reality. Yeah, because I realized at that point that all those words that I had been saying in my mind, they had been programmed in me in childhood. They were just my dad's words 
that I <clears throat> was now replaying as my own. And I think that's how we do it. We just get programmed and we we just keep that cycle going again and again. So this is, I think, reversing that. It's letting it all go so that something shifts. For sure. When I used to work with coaching clients, like one of the things I would have them do is like throughout one week, just write down everything that you're saying to yourself. And you don't realize you say the same things over and over and over again. And most of the time, like you didn't tell yourself that, like somebody else told you that. And it's just something you internalize. And then because you say it over and over again, it's something you believe to be true. Right. And so it, it gets stuck. Like- it gets stuck in our body. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, and, and I believe the process of doing this tapping and working on the childhood stuff and letting it go, it actually opens up the subconscious mind mm. and it starts to expand our awareness. And, you know, when I started this, I wasn't really aware much. I didn't even know what the word really meant. You know, we use that word a lot, awareness, but um, now I know it on a deep level, what it means. But to begin with, I wasn't even aware of how I felt during the day, right? Mm. If someone asked me, how are you feeling today? And it was always, I'm fine because I didn't really know, or I wasn't willing to notice how I was feeling. But as I did more and more of this tapping, I became aware of my emotions during the day. And then underneath that, I became aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions, Mm. right? Because we use the words, anger, frustration, sadness, but what we're really describing is how we're holding ourselves, the tension because right, we, we know when we can look at someone and see if they're angry or see if they're sad just by the way they're holding themselves. Yes. So if we can become aware of that, that's a deeper level of awareness. And once I became aware of those tensions, the physical sensations, I didn't need to use EFT as much. I could have done, but I didn't. I wanted to actually feel the feelings, which is not, it sounds like it should be so easy. Of course, you can feel your feelings. <laughs> But I'd suppressed them for like 30, 40 years. Yeah. I didn't know how to be felt. And I noticed when I would try and feel them. So for me, it was normally fear. I do it standing at the kitchen sink doing the dishes. I'd find, okay, this thought, I'm afraid. This thought makes me afraid. So then I would feel where that fear was. And normally for me, it would be in my stomach area, my solar plexus. So how do I feel that feeling of fear? What does it feel like in the body? And I would notice if I moved, I lost it. I couldn't focus it it anymore. Or if I even took a deep breath, it would disappear. I couldn't find it because it was so used to being suppressed. So I found that I actually had to hold myself like a statue. I had to find where this fear was inside my stomach, feel it. And I would stop moving and I would stop breathing. I I wouldn't take a deep breath. I'd just stop breathing where I was when I could feel that fear. And then I would talk to the sensations, like I can feel you, I can feel this tension in my stomach, and I just want to feel you. I just want to feel this fear sitting in my stomach. And eventually, I would actually have to take a deep breath. And at the same time, something would release, some of the tension would release. And then I would feel that thought again, think the thought, feel the fear again, and it would either have moved somewhere slightly different, or it would have diminished slightly. But I would do the same thing. I would hold myself like a statue, feel this fear sitting inside of me, allow it to be, not trying to change it in any way. I'm just trying to fully accept it and feel it. And once it's fully accepted, it actually lets go. So I would do it again and again with the same thought until there was no more emotion or energy underneath that thought. And at that point, the thought was free. Yeah. 
And it wasn't trapped in your body anymore. Right. Yeah. The energy had gone. So I would do this over and over again now instead of tapping. And at night, instead of tapping, I would lay on the sofa and I would now work with collective traumas because I've done my childhood stuff. And we all have our own experience of collective traumas. So I would think about something like 9-11 or the Loma Prieta earthquake that I was in and just feel all those emotions and those physical sensations inside of my body and just accept them and they would shift. And I'd just do it over and over and over again. And at some point during this process, I found that I could keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had released, mm. which was really weird. And I've never heard of this before. I didn't know what I was doing. But the only way I can kind of explain it is imagine you have a toothache or a stomach ache. You can feel where that pain is coming from, right? Or even endometriosis, right? You can feel where that pain is. But once the pain has disappeared or dissipated, you can't find that again. You can't pinpoint where it is again inside of your body. And I found that I could do that. I could keep my awareness inside there. And so I just, well, asked myself, can I do it again? And then I would yeah. try and do it again. And I found that I could. And then I started to play. It's like, okay, what can I do with it in there? You know, what's the point? And I found I could move my awareness around inside and I could find tension. So mm -hmm. I would find a place that had tension and I would do the same thing that I did before. I just focus on it, hold my awareness on it, just accept it. And there would be a shift. And then I would do it again and again and again. And the tension would just dissipate. So it was kind of fun. It feels really good to let go of all tension that has been inside your body for decades. I can imagine because, you know, when you have like a lot of pain, and then it stops and you kind of get like that euphoric feeling in your body. I can imagine that that's what it's feeling like when you let go of those years and years and years of that trauma or whatever being held in your left hip or wherever it is. Right. Just like finally letting it go. Yeah. And we don't know. I mean, that's so much of this tension I was not aware of, right? When I started this process, I was aware of some things, right? Some pains or tension somewhere. And I could work on those. But each time I did it, I became aware at a deeper level. So I had had pains and tensions stored inside of me for so long, and I had just not been aware of them. Yeah. So as I was going through this process, it actually took many months, but eventually I was able to put my awareness inside my head. And that was eye-opening for me because I had so much pain inside my left cheek and the forces pulling my bones, my skull bones out of alignment were just incredible. I mean, it was a good thing I was not aware of this pain and tension for all those years because I could not have bared that amount of pain. But at this point, I was you know, able to work with it, had my tools. I could focus on it a little bit at a time. It would release. And I'd just do it again and again and again over time. And I actually, at some point, could actually, well, first of all, I actually, at some point, I actually heard and felt something release and it was a little scary. I didn't know what it was. And I actually researched it at the time. And I realized it's an adhesion in the connective tissue that was releasing. And it sounded and it felt like old fabric ripping. So that was, sorry, it was a little scary. scary. Yeah. Didn't know what I was doing. But I realized I'm, all I'm doing is releasing it in attention, right? So it can't actually be doing anything negative. So I just kept doing it. And over time, I'd actually notice as you feel the bones in the skull kind of relax into a new 
more relaxed. And what I know now is a more aligned position, but it just felt like tension releasing, like deep relaxation. So that's why I got those x-rays taken last year compared to 2013 and can see that the bones themselves have moved. The eye sockets have aligned more. The jaw, my jaw is way off to the side and it's now more centered. It's not yeah, all the way there yet, but it's better. And my neck, which was really bent from scoliosis, from being born, I think from being born with my right foot up against my right shin, which twisted my whole body. And it's untwisting now. So I've grown half an inch as a 55-year-old because of letting go of inattention. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I bet people listening right now can totally relate to all of this because as somebody with endometriosis, we hold so much tension like in our pelvis and it causes like all of these like pelvic floor dysfunction and like our you can't really squat well. Like there's just like so many things that the tension causes like you to be out of alignment. And I can just imagine like being able to release that would feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to me, I'm I'm actually looking, I can sense inside the body, right? Yeah. So I, I believe I'm sensing through the connective tissue and that's where the, the tension and the adhesions are. And yeah. so, yeah, when we when we hold ourselves tight in one place because of pain, we're actually pulling things out of alignment in other places. So we don't necessarily know where the or- origin of the pain is, but the pain is what is calling our attention, right? So at each step along the way, I'm finding my truth. So it's at deeper, deeper levels of awareness, right? So my truth at the outer level with the with the tapping with the EFT might be the emotion I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Right? If I'm really feeling angry, that's what I'd tap on. And as it would get deeper, okay, when I'm aware of the physical sensations, where is that angle? What is it? What's my body pulling my awareness to? And it might be pain or it might be tension somewhere. Right. And then that's what I focus on. And now I'm working inside the body. So I'll go to the place that's calling my attention the most, where I feel the most um, tension or pain or whatever it is. I put my focus there at whatever it is that's calling our attention and hold the attention there. And then it might release somewhere else. It might release maybe in my neck or all the way down to my right foot. But the body knows what to do. All we have to do is focus on our truth in the moment, and then the body will let go wherever it needs to let go of first. Your story really is beautiful because somebody that, as somebody who's gone through a lot of trauma, and I know people listening have also gone through a lot of trauma. Most people in the world have gone through a lot of trauma, right? Like we become so detached from our bodies and we live up in our, in our mind, right? And as you said, like earlier, you're it's like all of those like negative thoughts and everything that you've just like soaked up from a sponge from all these other people in your life and said them over and over again. And then your body keeps the score and it holds it all. Right. And the emotions really are like your gatekeepers there. Right. And like EFT tapping is the key to releasing that and helping you come back into your body and address those emotions and let go of those traumas instead of holding on to them for the rest of your life. It's just beautiful. Like your whole story. I can't believe (laughs) how far you've come in your commitment to healing. 
like we were talking about in the very beginning, you've been doing this for 18 years. Yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. And it is, it's coming back into the body and we, 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 we use the mind so much, right? And that's why I believe this is the original meaning of the word insight. We use that word these days, but people are talking about using, you know, going into the mind or even going outside the mind into the universe, yeah, right. know, whatever that means. But to me, it's actually going inside the body and being able to see inside the body or sense inside the body. So yeah, I, the body is where we hold everything. It's, it's not the mind. This, the EFT to me connects the mind and the emotions and the memories to the body. For sure. And allows you to actually release them yeah. so you can have less pain because yeah, the pain signals are created in your brain and your mind or whatever, but everything like you just said is held in your body. Yeah. And, and as you do this deeper and deeper work, you'll find that, um, you know, even once you're working on the physical, then memories might pop into mind that were stored in those physical places, that physical tension. So it's absolutely connected. The, the emotions, the memories are totally connected to the physical. So this whole process just gets you deeper and deeper into that. For sure. And is there like any tips or tricks that you would have for somebody listening who's like, I need to do this, obviously. <laughs> EFT is <laughs> what I need to be doing to let go of these emotions and start to move forward in my healing journey. Like what tips or tricks or steps would you have for them? I would highly recommend learning EFT. Um, I do have an EFT demo on my YouTube channel. Perfect. One of the things about EFT these days, you know, it's been available a long time now. And as things stay out in the, the universe, they kind of morph. So a lot of people have used EFT more with the positive, mm. but that's not the most beneficial. EFT is really, really good about letting go of the negative. And it's the negative that's stored in the body. Right. I can sense on the inside now. So I know there's only tension or no tension. Once we let go of the tension, which is the darkness, then it's actually light already underneath. And all we have to do is find the negative and let go. So that's what EFT does. You find your truth. And most of the time, you know, it, it will be negative. A lot of times, if it's something stuck inside, it's going to be negative. And once you release the negative, the positive will just arise. It's hard to believe. I couldn't believe that when I started. I didn't even know that that was possible. But, you know, keep tapping long enough and new thoughts would arise and understanding and compassion would arise. And I just didn't know that that was a thing. But it really is. And it's really fun to actually have compassion and understanding arise and see it in other people. I see other people as they're tapping. I see that happening too. So it's lovely. It is lovely. And I think you just... <laughs> I could totally relate with what you just said about, and I'm sure there are some people listening as well that are in that space right now where you are, everything is darkness, right? And you don't really even think that it's possible to like feel compassionate or feel happiness or like feel lighthearted. And all of this feels like so far out of reach. And I mean, that is depending on where you are in your healing journey, like obviously where you're not 18 years in like Anne is, <laughs> you know, but we all have to start somewhere. Right. You and if really... you're in, in that place, I would start yeah. with, I would start exactly where you are. So if you are, yeah. if you know how to tap, I would tap with the phrases. It's like, everything is so dark now, right now. Mm. And I don't even believe that there is lightness underneath, mm. right? 
just to allow that resistance to doing the work to release. And then then the willingness to actually look inside will increase. So it's a fun experience, but it's hard to catch your truth, right? We, we, We might talk about, oh, it's like, I don't want to do this because it's too scary to do this. And we don't realize that those are the words that we can use to start with. Yeah. And like you said, freedom's on the other side of fear. Right. And so then I would recommend, you know, learning EFT and then, you know, maybe starting to use it during the day, start noticing how emotional you are during the day and tap about it. And if you want to go further, you know, I went through my whole childhood, but if you're working on something specific like endometriosis, I would write down every aspect of that journey like what what big trauma or even small trauma happened in the year or two up to it first happening Mm. right what's your experience around pelvic stuff right what memories do you have around that part of your body do you have other family members who've had it and what are the thoughts and the stories that you've heard around that Right. What's what does the pain feel like? When does it come? How do you think about that? What do you believe about that? What are the emotions you have around that? I would write all of those down and I would tap through all of those. And would then you just like happened. say it out loud? Like what are your thoughts? What are your beliefs? What are the emotions that arise? Would you just right. say it all out loud while you're tapping? Yes, but you do one at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what I did, right? With one thought or one belief, or one emotion, you would just tap, you'd keep tapping over the the EFT tapping points, you'd keep going on the same thought, until the emotion behind it had released. And then you would move on to the next one. A lot of people stop too early, they they might just say it one time, they might just do one round with one emotion or one thought. But you want to keep going, right? Because each time, time through my story, I said I kept going and going and going back through the same thought or the same feeling until it had released. Well, and I mean, you are just such a light right now. And it's just a testament to that keep going, keep going, even when it's hard, when you don't think that you can, or when it doesn't seem like there's light under the darkness. Right. Yeah. And I I remember feeling really, really heavy and weighed down in my 20s and 30s. So I know what that feeling is like. And now I know what this feeling is like, right? Having the burden released, feeling lighter, right? Bouncier. You just feel lighter. It's easier to laugh. It's, you know, it's easier to smile. It's just life is more enjoyable. And there is so much more depth to life, right? Because I how deep I know myself on the inside is how deep I see things on the outside. Mm. There's just so much more to life. And yeah, you know, one of the things that I love personally that I've been sharing recently is I've recognized through, I've, through releasing so much tension in my head that you know, the skull is the echo chamber for our voice. Mm. And the more tension we have in our skull, the more our voice is affected. So I there were some notes that I could never sing before. And I, you know, I've always loved just singing in the, in the car or in the shower to myself. I've always loved doing that. But there were some uh, notes that I couldn't sing. And the tension has released in my skull. So I can sing this whole range of notes that I could never sing before. And it's so much fun. And that is fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, lots of changes happen along the way. It's not like it's a, a destination. I, I don't know what the end is, but as things move along, 
life just improves. It just gets lighter and more fun. Beautiful. Is there anything that you would like to leave the audience with? I love for people to realize (laughs) that we have more control over everything that's happening than we think about, right? We tend to think that everything's happening outside of us, right? Someone said something we don't like and we don't like them for it. Or we see someone else arguing and we don't think that there's anything we can do. Or we watch the news, right? We hear about all these things happening somewhere else in the country or the world. But our part in any of that is how we feel about it. Mm. And we can become aware of how we feel about it and we can work to release those emotions, right? So if we're feeling sad or scared about things that are happening on the other side of the world, we can tap about that feeling inside of ourselves and we can bring ourselves back to peace because when we're in peace, we're attracting peace into our future. Mm. So we always have more that we can do than we realize. That is beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. This was such a fun little conversation. Thank you for having me. And if anyone wants to know the steps in detail, I wrote them down in my book so anyone can do them. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Where can people find you if they want to reach out or if they want to follow along? Well, I've got the YouTube channel and there's a demonstration of EFT and demonstration of feeling your feelings and a lot of things are on there. So feel free to go there. I've got my website and hints.com and that has the x-rays on it. So you can go and see what this work can do. My book is called The Pathway to Insight, and that's available on Amazon. And I have a public Facebook page that I love to explain things on, and I'm happy to interact with anyone on there. Beautiful. And I will put all those links in the show notes. Great. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Anne. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, babe, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I had so much fun and I'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot it and post it on Instagram at Chelsea Bree, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-B-R-I and take me. I would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes. It makes me so happy. I would also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endo babes find me as well. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis. So I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe Podcast.